Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, the Vikings got conquered Thursday night as the Packers Lambeau leapt their way to another huge win. We got highlights and analysis on the way. And we've got some matchups that are just too tasty to pass up. Nom, 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 nom. See which QBs and wideouts our experts say have to be in your lineups this week. Plus, we're making sense of all the on the fringe running backs for week five. See which players we say need to jump off your bench and in to your starting lineup. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose starts now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. I'm James Kell here alongside the Admiral, also known as the Conductor. The conductor. <laughs> uh, Akbar Baja Miller and Fantasy Hall of Famer uh, Michael Fabiano here as well. We're going to touch base with Adam Rink and Marcus Grant in just a moment. But remember, you can always follow us and tweet the show at NFL Fantasy. Look, we saw... I don't even know how to describe it, man. A debacle. It, it was a blowout yes. in, uh, in Green yes. Bay as they took on Minnesota, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't pretty. It was ugly, no. and we'll get to that game in just a minute. But let's spin forward to Sunday. Uh, let's get some predictions here. Who do you think is going to be the top scoring guys on Sunday, Fabs? Prediction? Yeah. I always think of Rocky Three when I hear that prediction. I predictions do. But I'm going with Drew Brees. Will lead all players in fantasy points this week because he's back at home. It's home cooking in New Orleans for Brees. And he has really dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers during his career, averaging 350 passing yards with 14 touchdowns in his last four games. That is a lot of fantasy points right there. I'm saying Drew Brees goes for 30. Whoa. 30? 30. Really? Wow. I'm going to go off this week. That's an Akbar type of prediction. I love it. Akbar, speaking of predictions, who do you like this week? You know what? I'm going to have to go with Le'Veon Bell. This one is an easy one. This is a captain obvious right now. Going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, this game really will give him the chance and the opportunity to showcase all of his skill set. We're going to see him all sorts of things. I mean, this is where, you know, Todd Haley can get creative with him. I'm predicting that he's going to get as many fantasy points as he has on his back, and that's 26 fantasy points with Le'Veon Bell against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, you know what's crazy about that game? Against the Jags, I can see LeGarrette Blunt. Get double digits. Yeah, that's if the, well. hand, if the game gets out of hand. That's sure. the only scary part. And that's the only reason why he's not going to get to 30. He's going to stop at 26 because the game's <laughs> going to get out of hand. There you go. All right, for more now, let's throw it over to Marcus and Adam for all the latest headlines, guys. 
Thanks, James. I'm NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant. This man here to my left is the fantasy maverick Adam Rank. Getting you caught up with all the news and notes from around the NFL. We will start in Cleveland, where on Thursday, Browns head coach Mike Pettin told the media that running back Ben Tate is on course to play and start this week against the Tennessee Titans. Tate hasn't played since he sprained his knee against the Ravens in week one, but is listed as probable for Sunday. Which one of the Browns running backs, though, do you like most this week? There's so much going on in that backfield. I know, but sometimes they feel like it's mind games. Like, they're really not going to put all their cards onto the table because Isaiah Crowell has just been that good every time that he touches the football. And I look at the situation similar to what the Ravens were going with when Bernard Pierce came back because they went with their other guys. They went with Forsett and, uh, and uh, Talaferro. So I can see the Browns sticking with what is winning, and they're just, you know, just putting it out there, just uh, get people thinking about something else. Something about the Ravens and Browns, always uh, <laughs> copying each other. Texans running back Arian Foster said on Thursday he plans to evaluate his hamstring before deciding if he'll play Sunday against the Cowboys. Foster was limited in practice Thursday and was quoted as saying, I'm just going to go out there every day and see how it feels. If it feels good enough to play, I'll suit up. So, Rank, it seems like this is going to be another game-time decision. We saw how it worked last week. Foster really struggled running the ball. If he does play and he performs well, is this the time maybe you start to think about selling high on Arian Foster? Yeah, anytime Foster comes out with one of those big performances, you're going to want to put him on the block and try to get rid of him as quickly as possible. And, of course, if you're sitting there holding Foster this week, hopefully you have Alfred Blue excuse me, on your roster and that you can go ahead and just slide in there. But you might want to look at other options because even if he is going to start, even if he is going to play. He's shown he'll give it a go. Like, he's ready to do it, but it doesn't necessarily translate. And the Cowboys' defense, you know, not as bad as people think. Not as bad as they... Yeah, it's not as bad as we thought it was going to be heading into the season. So, I'm very cautious with uh, with, uh, Arian Foster. I kind of... Leave him on the bench. Yeah, this was our fear kind before of, the season, and it's kind of coming true right now, unfortunately. Yep. Lions running back Joyke Bell was held out of practice Friday. Bell hasn't practiced all week due to a concussion he suffered last Sunday against the Jets. He has been cleared for physical activity, but wouldn't give an update on how far he's progressed through his concussion protocol. Doesn't sound promising to see Joyke Bell on Sunday with him missing practice all week. Frank, how does this affect Reggie Bush on Sunday? He becomes a pretty good start if he's going to be able to go out there and get all the touches and all the opportunities to himself. And even, again, if it, it's one of these situations, too, if, if Bell does play on Sunday, which, you know, I don't want to speculate one way or the other, but even if he does play, it's not somebody you want to go out and put in your lineup because he's been so limited all week. But, again, Reggie Bush is a good play. He's both good as a rusher and a receiver. So even though the matchup may not might not be the best, I'm still playing him. Yeah, still going to see a lot more touches, more than of not, not splitting him quite so much. In his news conference Friday, Jets head coach Rex Ryan said that wide receiver Eric Decker will be a game-time decision for Sunday's matchup with the Chargers. Decker is officially listed as questionable, but sat out practice Thursday and Friday due to hamstring tightness. Rank if Decker does end up playing this week for the Jets, is he a decent flex play or are you staying away from him? I'm going to stay away from him because this is one of those weeks where there's just two teams on a bye, so you're really not digging too deep looking for other options. If you went out and picked up a guy like Brian Quick, off the waiver wire, or somebody, maybe even Marcus Wheaton, who's a, a sleeper play down there for the Steelers this week against the Jags, there's other opportunities because Decker, he had a decent stat line last game, but he was pretty much ineffective for most, especially through the uh, inside the 20s and things like that. So I'm going to leave him on the bench. It's way too risky. Yeah, especially with the quarterback play. He needs play. another week off. Quarterback play being spotty with that the Jets. Uh, too. That too. That doesn't help at all. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Live. For all of the latest injury news and updates for your roster, tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. For more now, let's throw it back to James and the guys. 
All right, thanks, Marcus. The Vikings took on the Packers Thursday night at Lambeau Field, and this one got away from Minnesota early. To the highlights we go. Oh, boy. Green Bay, Minnesota. Aaron Rodgers there. He looks relaxed. Oh, he looks very relaxed. R-E-L-A-X. Christian Ponder stepping in on short notice for rookie Teddy Bridgewater, who hurt his ankle. He should be back for next week. And we saw plenty of this. Eddie Lacy getting back on track. When I saw this early, I said, oh, this is his breakout game. He looked good. Yeah, he did. He He looked amazing. A couple plays later, Rodgers, first score of the game. Randall Cobb on the receiving end there. And it's seven to nothing. Packers. He's up there in touchdowns among wide receivers. He's getting there. He's hot. Next possession. Play action works when Eddie Lacy runs well. So guess what? Got him, coach. Got him. Akbar could have caught that one. Yeah, look at that. That's (laughs) all the fantasy points he needed. Jordy Nelson, 66-yard bomb. 14-0 Packers as uh, he enjoys the Lambeau leap there. Vikings trying to answer. Here's Christian Ponder. Turn them hips. See the quarterback's eyes. Oh, got Oh, Oh, defensive players get in. Julius. Get Hepper! Get him! Look at the big man go! Yeah, watch the high step. Oh, oh, oh. Put on a second He's not going to get there, is he? Yeah, he got it. He, he got, got there, man. He got there. That was that's about that. as close as Cordero Patterson had to touch the ball. How are you going to get sacked make the Lambeau leap? <laughs> big Julius Peppers with the Lambeau leap there, then. How about Eddie Lacy? Oh, no. Bro, Don't man. do it to him! Uh. Don't do it to him, Eddie! That's how you shmoney. <laughs> money? That's how you money. Did you just solid, make a word? Solid. Oh, no, it's a dance. 42 Is that right? to 10. Yeah. Your final score there. <laughs> I don't even know how we go. How do we move on from shmoney? I don't know. Uh, I don't listen, there's I'll Christian tell you Ponder. what wasn't shmoney at this. Christian Ponder in this whole uh, Minnesota Vikings. but I The entire you, offense. That, the entire offense I'll was see just Adam so running joint. well, but also you can't fumble. play him in the second half because you're getting blown out. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, that fourth quarter. I mean, there was no fantasy-relevant players in the game at all in the fourth quarter. As Fab said on Twitter, it looked like a... Preseason game. It sure did. Yeah, I tip my hat off to that Packers defense. Dom Capers really called a good good game plan against a, a team that uh, really couldn't stop. Well, they were on their third string yeah. quarterback, so. All right, look, let's start with the, the winning side. Let's talk about Green Bay. Uh, Eddie Lacy, my goodness, where did this come from? 105 yards, two rushing touchdowns. The guy looked like an animal out there, Fab. Well, what did we tell people? We said preach patience. Yep. And, and I sent out the Guns N' Roses video uh, on Twitter last night and congratulated everyone who were patient with Eddie Lacy because this is the guy you drafted in one of the first five overall picks, right? Sure. He looked extremely good. Rodgers is definitely looking the best he's looked all season long. And Lacey, once again, is a locked and loaded RB1, a guy you're starting week in and week out. Well, and the other thing, too, leading up the game before this, I mean, Mike McCarthy fed him the ball, and he was the only running back that they fed. So that really helped his confidence to get him into rhythm. Going up against this defense made it very good for Eddie Lacey. Man, he was just running people over. So is your confidence restored in Eddie Lacey? Yes, until he has a bad game, and then we lose confidence. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Why so fast? Right now, yes. Right now, very confident. All right, how about Aaron Rodgers, man? He was absolutely surgical 12 of 17 156 yards three touchdowns he didn't play the fourth quarter man the guy could have gone for 17 touchdowns yeah and that's what makes it so scary that's right some fantasy owners they hit me up on twitter it's like what are they doing look you don't want to be that guy that owns the Aaron Rodgers they go oh wow he got hurt off of some kind of crazy play in the fourth quarter when you're up take your points he gave you 18 fantasy points and just know that he's back he's doing it when he preached Relax? Oh, yeah, you better believe he's coming in there relaxed, and he played like that. He looked like Brett Favre. How about the Packers' defense, man? Uh, six sacks, two INTs, even a Julius Peppers return for touchdown. I've got to give it to Matt Money Smith, who I'm playing this week in the NFL Fantasy Live League. 
He started the Packers on me last night, and he also had Eddie Lacy and Jordy Nelson, so I could be in a little bit of trouble and take my first L, but what a great decision on Money's part. Anybody out there who started the Packers against Minnesota's third-string quarterback. Well, and this is Dom Capers' defense at its best. And when you look at the way this defense played, this is what Dom Capers, he has an elaborate playbook. Having played for him in the Miami Dolphins, I know that he's going to like to dial up the pressure, and he did that. He frazzled this de- this offensive line, this offense, this entire offensive system broke down under his pressure and his defense. By the way, they got the Dolphins, speaking of, they got the Dolphins and then the Panthers the next two weeks. Are, are they a, a good play those two weeks? Potentially a good streaming play against yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I think the streaming thing is, is probably the best way to go. All right, moving to the Vikings side of the ball. A pretty bad game for everyone involved there, but let's focus on receiver Cordero Patterson. break my heart right here. Oh, well, all the hearts streaming out of your head are all gone now. He only yeah. had two catches on four targets. Only eight yards Thursday night. Patterson okay. spoke to the St. Paul Pioneer Press and had this to say, postgame, quote, I want to be more involved. I don't know what's going on. We have a plan. I'm sticking to the plan. I trust Coach Turner and the whole staff with what they're doing. It's going to turn around. Hopefully, I get more touches. Now, listen, to his point, Patterson is averaging just five targets per game. I don't get it. That's the same per-game average as the mighty Jericho Kachery. It's less than Andre Holmes. Wow. Yeah, well, when, they, when North Turner can't utilize you in a lot of different offensive sets, that makes it very challenging. You start to become very limited, and you see that they use Cordell Patterson a lot in a lot of gadget plays. Now, they've made some throws to him, some simple throws to him, but he's got to be able to get open, and this is a different for him. This is a different look because usually teams, they defend against who? Adrian Peterson. Now they have to defend against Cordell Patterson because regardless of his production, he's still the most explosive and potent offensive player that they have on that team. I just wonder if something else is going on because he is the most explosive player they have in that offense, and they're not getting the football. I don't get it. I really don't understand. Usually when you look at things like that, when you get a guy that's that talented, a lot of that has to do with how he's handling his playbook. How much can he comprehend? How much is he going out there knowing what to do? Not having mental errors. Five targets a game. Shockingly low. Yeah. I, now, don't drop him. Right. Exactly. Don't play him, at least not right now. You can't. I mean, he's, he's hurting a lot of people. No doubt about it. All right. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, to start or not to start, that is the question, especially when your running backs are facing some of the league's toughest defenses. We answer some of your running back quandaries coming up, and later we dish out some under-the-radar players. Sleeper plays that may not make sense, but though this be madness, there is method in it. Shakespeare? That's right. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. James Coe here with Michael Fabiano and Marcus Grant. Today we're putting some running backs that are on the cusp of your starting lineups head-to-head to find out which guy is the better play. These two are going to arm wrestle to figure it out. No, they're actually not. All right, let's start with Reggie Bush versus the Bills or Chris Ivey versus the Chargers. Who do you like better, Fabs? I like Reggie Bush. It's like bizarro world here because I'm actually promoting a USC guy. Against Marcus, who is a Ah, USC guy, but it's not a wide receiver. (laughs) Reggie Bush is the play here. Remember, Joyke Bell's banged up. He's got a concussion. Not sure if he's going to play this weekend. And Bush has played very well in his career against the Bills. Five career games, five touchdowns, and he's averaging about 100 scrimmage yards. And the Bills have not been good against the run on the road, allowing an average of 132 rushing yards per game in their last 10 roadies. So I'm going with, what's his name? Sir Reginald. Sir Reginald Alfred Bush the second. Thank you. Exactly. That's the guy who I'm starting. There you go. Look, I'm going Chris Ivory in this one just because, look, I know the matchup's not good against the Chargers' run right. defense, but... 
you look at the struggles they've had at the quarterback position. There was so much talk in the last week about Geno Smith and what his future is under center there with the Jets. This is a week I think they take something off of Geno's plate. And I like Chris Ivory because I think he's a volume play this week. I think he sees a lot of carries, maybe some quick catches out of the backfield like that. He's certainly been running harder than Chris Johnson. And so that combination makes me think Ivory is a slightly better play. It's too much, but I'm not really wild about, but I like Ivory a little more. Better start Justin Forsett versus the Colts or Kyrie Robinson versus the Buccaneers. Marcus, we'll start with you. I'm going to go with Justin Forsett. Again, that's another backfield that we've had so many problems trying to figure out. I mean, the the Ravens have been an absolute mess this year. But no matter who it is, whether it's been Bernard Pierce, Lorenzo Talaferro, Justin Forsett has been the most consistent guy in that backfield. On top of it, the Colts have really struggled to stop the run. Their linebackers haven't been giving them a lot of support in the run defense as well. So I think Justin Forsett's a guy, you're not going to get huge points out of him, but I think if you can get 10, 11 points out of Justin Forsett, I think you've got to be really happy with him. Fabs? That Ravens backfield is so confusing. I think they're bringing Eric Rett back this week to play. (laughs) It's just such a mess. So I'd rather go with Kyrie Robinson, who has looked pretty good. He has seen double the touches in the last two weeks than he did in the first two weeks. Of course, that's because Mark Ingram is injured. And you know what? Tampa Bay, their defense is just rotten. I mean, they're terrible, especially on the road. Uh, This is a close call for me, but I'm going with Robinson because I know he's going to get the touches for his backfield. And with Justin Forsett, I'm not sure. And especially with that offense, there's more touchdown potential with the Saints as Correct. well. All right, better start. Fred Jackson versus the Lions or Darren Sproles versus the Rams. Two very difficult defensive lines there. Perhaps. I don't like either one of these matchups, to be quite honest. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, but I like Fred Jackson more than I like Sproles because Sproles has disappeared in the stat sheets over the last couple of weeks. Jackson is the better Bills running back from a fantasy perspective when you compare him to C.J. Spiller because he's really been inconsistent. Jackson, 170 scrimmage yards, two touchdowns in his only career game against the Lions. And again, it's a bad matchup. I know that. I just trust Jackson more than I trust Sproles in a standard scoring league. Marcus? What I feel like about Darren Sproles this week is we know how good that defensive front is for St. Louis. How do you slow down a pass rush? Throw a couple quick screen passes. Get a little couple quick hitters. That's where Darren Sproles excels. He's that guy who's a running back in name only, really is more of a slot receiver. You get a couple quick pops to Darren Sproles, suddenly you back off that pass rush a little bit. I think that is where he steps in and has a decent And I tell you what, it only takes one play for Sproles to be effective. So there you go. All right, if you're not sure which player to start each week, check out the player comparison tool with insights from SAP, exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. It compares recent performances, and matchups to help you decide who to start and sit each week. Check it out at NFL.com slash fantasy. All right, for more now on how weather might impact this weekend's games, here's Jim Kosek of KCTV in Kansas City. Welcome to Falltober, everyone. And before I get things started, look, the dreaded polar vortex. Kicked a little bit of a chilly uh, breeze in around uh, Lambeau this past Thursday. And before long... Jolly old St. Nick will be out and about, and that means we're headed to a Super Bowl Sunday pretty soon. But in the short term, 1 o'clock games on the bottom side of that polar vortex, it's only the gusty breeze. Sure, there'll be some showers over the Midwest for the 4 o'clock games. Who cares? Most of the nation's looking high and dry for Sunday night football. Even on into a Monday night, the showers stay west of D.C. So here we go. The Hams traveling eastbound to Philly. You'll have that win, and you know what? You eat a cheesesteak, and real field temperatures are in the upper 40s. That's a little Chilean. 
Meanwhile, similar bet up the road in East Rutherford with the chilly breeze. A dome team's coming in. That's crucial. Meanwhile, unlike last week, the roof will be closed in Indy because of the risk of some of those showers under the polar vortex. And out west, it is a sizzler. So the Jets are traveling into this heat, 90 degrees for kickoff. The dreaded call, all important, comes out. Zerski, Bryant, you guys are dome kickers. Now you got the wind. Now you got the chill. You ain't going to be on my team. And Donald Brown, here's the deal. When linemen get hot and thirsty in 90-degree weather, they ain't playing well. So, Donald, you got a rough go. And that's all I got to say about that, gentlemen. There you go. It was uh, rainy in Green Bay, but it looks like it's going to be smooth sailings. Maybe a little bit colder, but uh, smooth sailings relatively throughout the NFL. Looks like, but he brought out the Santa Claus thing. It's, it's only <laughs> it's October. Like we haven't done the Halloween yet. I know. Oh. I was in Target, and they have Christmas stuff up already. I don't even know if did he reference that, by the way. Was he just holding it? You know, no, he did reference it. <laughs> okay. He did reference it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Still oh, to oh, come. Oh. Yeah. Still to Too come. Soon. We will reveal our top quarterback and wide receiver starts for the week. We retroactively put in Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson, by the way. And up next, Cowboys electric playmaker Terrence Williams joins the show to discuss Romo, Dez, DeMarco, and Big D's explosive offense. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Fight! Walk the dog! Touchdown, Cowboys! O'Brien's alone! Touchdown, Cowboys! Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Michael Fabiano here, and I'm joined now by Cowboys electric wide receiver Terrence Williams. How you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good. You? I'm doing very well because not only am I interviewing you, but I'm a Cowboys fan as well. So three and one is pretty good in my book after four weeks. Not too bad. Now, let me get into the questions here. Terrence, you've had four touchdowns in your first four games. You've been playing extremely well. What part of the game plan uh, has put you in position to succeed down there in the red zone? Uh, well, it just comes from um, Tony, um, just finding the matchups and just finding ways to, uh, to get uh, people the ball. So um, whenever I see basically one-on-one coverage, you know, um, I have to just do my job and just uh, find a way to make the catch. And you're seeing a lot of single coverage this season, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's crazy sometimes, you know, um, when you got Dez and Witt, um, that they take all the attention and it just leaves me with somebody else. So um, it's just uh, the challenge of just uh, sticking to my fundamentals. Let's <laughs> talk about Dez Bryant, one of the best wide receivers in fantasy football. What have you learned from Dez that's helped your career? Well, you know, um, playing with Dez, you know, is great because he uh, demands us to to uh, to be great, you know. And um, when you just see him play and you see him um, talking to us on the sideline, I mean, it's kind of hard to let somebody down like that, you know. And uh, I do my best and I try my best, you know, um, to just take pressure off of him because I know whenever um, he sees uh, single coverage, I mean, he's the best at what he do. So... Um, I take a lot of pride just to try to help him out. Now, you mentioned DeMarco Murray. He has been amazing in the running game so far this season. How has his success opened up things in the passing game for you? Well, um, when you got a guy like DeMarco that runs hard, you know, um, it's kind of fun when 
it's our turn to to, uh, to block for him, you know. And um, I think we take a lot of pride in blocking for him because if we get him a lot of space, um, he's going to do what he do. But also that helps us out um, when we run the ball good because then it's nine and ten man boxes and it just leaves basically one-on-one -on -one coverage on the outside. And that's good for you and good for your fantasy <laughs> value as well. There's no doubt about that. Your quarterback, Tony Romo, is coming off back surgery. Had a little bit of a slow start, but he looked pretty good last week against New Orleans. Are we back to seeing the old Tony Romo? Well, um, for starters, you know, um, I really didn't uh, see a change in the way he, he threw the ball, you know. Um, it still feels the same like it was last year. Um, but I just think um, he's just doing what he's been doing the past few years, and that's just finding people uh, to throw the ball to us. And as receivers and playmakers, you know, whenever he gives us a shot, we have to be ready no matter how late in the game it comes. The Cowboys received a lot of criticism <clears throat> in the preseason, and now you guys have played extremely well. Did that criticism motivate you as a team? Uh, not really, you know, but it's kind of like one of those things, you know, like that we just don't pay attention to what people say, you know. We control what we can control, and we come out to practice, win, lose, or draw, you know. We come out to practice with the same mindset to get better, and I think – um, as time goes on, you know, we take practice uh, very serious like we uh, take games and it's starting to show up in games the same way we uh, do in practice. Hey, Terrence, thanks so much for joining us on NFL Fantasy Live. Best of luck. And again, I'm a Cowboys fan, so keep it up, my man. I love it. I absolutely love it. Appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much. For more now, let's throw it over to James and the guys. All right, James, go here with the rest of the game. Akbar, Baj B. Mill on the far side. Adam Rank, Marcus Grant. To my right, right here. All right, let's take a look now at our top wide receiver starts for week five on NFL.com. Obviously, we know Jordy Nelson played okay. <laughs> what? 12 points is fine. That's pretty good. All right, Demarius Thomas on there as well. Let's see if he can get back and, and be that dominant wide receiver. Uh, your wide receivers from 11 through 20 now. Kelvin Benjamin just outside of the top 10. Pretty surprising considering he's a rookie and all that. Uh, Percy Harvin there as well. Randall Cobb, you see, obviously made the list. He was pretty good. 9.4 points from your wide receiver, too. That'll get the job done most weeks. Reggie Wayne, Michael Floyd, Michael Crabtree uh, round out your top 20 wide receivers. Akbar, what do you like about Percy Harvin this week versus Washington? I love the matchup. I love the athlete in Percy Harvin. I think Percy Harvin really is a talented guy, and I think we're going to see that against the Washington Redskins. We talked about, of course, Russell Wilson being, you know, the king of consistency, sure. the guy that, that's out there and being able to execute. And when you can use Percy Harvin the way they use him this offense, I believe that their offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel, is really going to let him loose, and he's going to put up some nice fantasy numbers. Uh, how many jet sweeps are you going to see in that game? Uh, you're going to see a lot. And, <laughs> and you're also going to see some screen, bubble screens there as well go. because this defense, they gave up so far nine receiving touchdowns this year. That's a lot. That's a ton. Marcus, the Chargers take on the Jets Sunday. Which wide out do you like in that game? I like Malcolm Floyd. Yes, I think Keenan Allen's going to have another big day. But Malcolm Floyd is a big play guy. This is a guy who is huge when it comes to long plays. You yeah. see the 20.8 yards per reception this year. That is fantastic. And that's kind of how Malcolm Floyd rolls. D. Milliner is back in that Jets secondary. Chances are he's going to be locked up on Allen more often than not. He can't be everywhere. I look for Malcolm Floyd to be a guy who maybe doesn't catch a lot of passes, but he's going to catch some big ones and maybe find his way in the end zone. Adam Ryan, Houston on the road, kind of. Kind of. They're taking on Dallas. Hashtag Marshall 1100. That's right, because if 
DeAndre Hopkins doesn't get 1,100 yards. James will show up on one of our shows wearing high heels and singing the Motley Crue hit hell on high heels. But what? enough about it. We're talking about this game, though. <laughs> and I think that the torch has been passed there in Houston. DeAndre Hopkins is the number one option in that offense. Trey Johnson, so good for so many years, but now there is somebody there moving on from him. It's kind of like when Marvin Harrison gave way mm -hmm. to Reggie Wayne, and there's guys, Jerry Rice, the Terrell Owens. These things happen. Hopkins is now the guy in Houston. Akbar, talk to me about Vincent Jackson. Well, this could be a breakout game for Vincent Jackson going up against the New Orleans Saints. Rob Ryan's defense has suffered. They have not been playing well. When you look at the matchup, you look at big body Vincent Jackson against their secondary group, he's going to have a big game. And when, you're, when you've got Glennon and you're, you're, you're pretty much winning with Glennon and Vincent Jackson, he's had some of his biggest games with Mike Glennon at the quarterback position. Vincent Jackson, in fact, I, he and I were going back and forth text messaging. He said, this is going to be his breakout. This is from his own mouth. There you this go. is going to be his breakout game. His Marcus, I feel like oh, you're going deep on here. Stevie Johnson? I'm going deep on you with Stevie Johnson. You look at what he's done the last couple of weeks. He has earned the eye and the attention of Colin Kaepernick. You see the tough touchdown catch he made against Philadelphia last week. Saw a lot of targets against the Cardinals a couple of weeks ago. And while everybody's talking about Crabtree, while Vernon Davis is dealing with some injury issues, we know Anquan Bolden's going to be steady as they come. Stevie Johnson's starting to make some plays in that offense. It is going a little bit deep there. If you're in a deeper league, if you're looking for problems, if you have some problems at your flex spot, maybe you give Stevie Johnson a call. How about Michael Floyd out of range? Stunned. Yeah. Love this matchup, too, against the Broncos, who have given up a lot of big plays to receivers. And if you look right there, Michael Floyd can get deep on defenses, makes a nice adjustment right there to come back to the ball. And even with Drew Stanton out there, I'm still pretty confident in Michael Floyd. And again, we are talking about passing the torch on some of these teams. This is another situation, too. Larry Fitzgerald's not really been that good. I'll have a little bit more on him later on in the show. But Michael Floyd, definitely somebody you hold on to and you start. Yeah, absolutely a must start. All right, a few more of our favorite Week 5 wide receiver matchups. Uh, to see those, be sure to visit NFL.com slash now to download the app for free. This content is exclusive to NFL, NFL Now viewers. All right, still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank is ready to give you all of his likes and dislikes for week five. Find out who's getting the dreaded thumbs down this week. Not that guy. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, if you're stuck on which signal caller to start this week, just take a look at the schedule. We break down our top quarterback matchups for week five. Plus, it's Friday. And that means we've got some serious sleepers to talk about as well. Find out which players are about to blow up this week for your fantasy squad. And Adam Rank is dishing out all of his likes and dislikes for week five. He'll tell you which players are a must-start and who's on his bad side. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on now. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. I'm James Coe here with the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila, Michael Fabiano in the middle, and the man next to me, the very handsome Marcus Grant as well. And you can always join the conversation. Hit us up on Twitter at NFL Fantasy. Listen, guys, week five kicked off Thursday night between the Vikings and Packers. And oh, boy. Well, at least for the Packers. Oh, boy. <laughs> it kicked off for the Pack. Let's get your reset here. All right. So, it's again, Green Bay versus Minnesota. Christian Ponder, you see him there. In there for the injured Teddy Bridgewater, who hurt his ankle in week four. Early on and all night, it was Green Bay. That's Randall Cobb. The first of Green Bay score in the first quarter. Then later in the first, how about Aaron Rodgers finding Aaron Rodgers. his other? He looks relaxed. He looks very relaxed. You know what, Minnesota? Uh, Jordy Nelson's good. You should probably cover him. Just stand next yeah. to that guy. That's all the fantasy points he needed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jordy Nelson, another touchdown. And then, how about it? He's in back. The third. Welcome back, Eddie 
Lacey. Eddie Lacey <laughs> will Lacey. not be denied. Jason Derulo, play the trumpets. Oh, hello. <laughs> uh, 42 to 10 in a laugher there. Jason Derulo <laughs> makes, Jason the Derulo makes the show. I like yeah. it. Okay. Uh, let's take a look at some of the, uh, the fantasy leaders uh, from that game. Christian Ponder, sadly, 12 points. Still had an okay game somehow. I don't, I don't really understand. Really? Yeah, well, he did? Hey, Christian Ponder? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> okay. hey listen, 12, what? When, when you look at the rest of that list, 12 looks okay. Well, he's the uh, quarterback. It doesn't look like okay. It looks like. <laughs> it was a bad uh-huh. week hey, to be a Florida State quarterback. Cordero Patterson, point eight. That's I think rough. that's an error. That should be 80 points. Uh, we would like that to be. Absolutely. Uh, all right, so Aaron Rodgers now moves up to number two here uh, in terms of the NFL.com quarterback rankings. Uh, and for good reason, obviously, against a banked-up uh, Minnesota team on a short week. And, uh, boy, he looked great. Drew Brees against Tampa Bay. The folks at uh, NFL.com love him, absolutely. How about the next 11 through 20 quarterbacks? Tom Brady still somehow in the top 20. Just hanging in. Hanging in there. Just trying to get in there. Behind the likes of mighty quarterbacks like Alex Smith. That's all name brand and right Blake. there. That's, that's, that's that staying power. I would start name Austin brand. Davis ahead of Brady this week. Wow. Yeah, you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good bold pick right there. I like wow. Austin Davis. All right, listen. Uh, Fabs, Phil Rivers is uh, currently the uh, what top five quarterback in the game he, right he's now. He's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Does he keep it going this week against the Jets? No doubt about it. This is a great matchup for Philip Rivers. He's been one of the two best quarterbacks in fantasy football so far this season. And the Jets... Let's face it, guys. Good against the run. Lousy against the pass. They've given up the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. They've also given up nine touchdown passes. That is tied for the third most in the National Football League. Rivers, 19-plus fantasy points in three straight games. This is a no-brainer. Unless you have Peyton Manning or if you had Aaron Rodgers or uh, a guy like Drew Brees, you're starting Phillip Rivers this week. No doubt. Uh, Akbar, tell the people why Cam Newton is going to get back on track and torch the Bears. Well, here's what I know. We're five weeks into the season, and this is right about the time where Cam Newton should start feeling himself for a little bit better now because you're going to understand that, look, with all the rehab that he's done out of season and in season, he should have a little bit of his wiggles back, and I expect that if there's a game that you want to see Cam Newton start to run around, it's going to be against the Chicago Bears. This defense has allowed quarterbacks to run on them, and no better quarterback can run the ball like Cam Newton. I expect him to be at full throttle and unleash it. Watch Ron Rivera let him go. Also, Jared Allen is a little bit dinged up, recovering from a health issue there. All right, Marcus, Ben Roethlisberger takes on the lowly Jags this week. Yeah, and you look at what's going on right now. The, the, the the Jaguars have been pretty much awful. We've kind of gone on this mantra of start everybody you can against the Jaguars, except maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. Well, nobody. Pretty much start everybody against <laughs> the Jaguars. Roethlisberger is a guy you're not plugging in every single week, but this is a week you're going to play, and the matchups are fantastic. Plus, with Antonio Brown, with Marcus Wheaton, even Le'Veon Bell catching passes yep. out of the backfield, there are too many weapons there. Russell Wilson, heat. the king of consistency. He seemingly puts up 17 to 22 points every week. Is that about right for him this week against Washington? I think so. He's averaging right around 20 fantasy points per game. The Redskins have given up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and they've also given up 15 touchdown passes in their last six home games. That is a lot. That is a boatloaded. You know what? It's always fun to have your quarterback playing on Monday night. There you go. Akbar, Andy Dalton was a top-five quarterback last season. 
He's been okay, not great this season. Is he going to be great versus New England? Absolutely. Look what he, look what the New England Patriots made Alex Smith look like. They made Alex Smith look like the guy, the man. And so you get A.J. Green, who's coming off of a bye, going up against Darrell Revis, who Dwayne Bow really exposed to me. And you let Dwayne Bow get off on you. Debo? So all of a sudden, A.J. <laughs> Green makes Andy Dalton a really good pick and a great matchup against the Patriots. All right, I like it. All those quarterbacks we like, but do we like Adam Rank? Uh, I like Adam Rank. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yet to be determined. Here's Adam Rank with his weekly take on what he's giving the thumbs up and what he's giving the thumbs down. It is time for Like Dislike presented by Corona. What's up, fantasy people? Every week I'm coming to you with my likes and dislikes in the world of sports, movies, and TV. This week I give praise to Larry Donnell for being a human being. You should check it out. I mean, you know, after this. And since the guys gave you a great head start with some quarterbacks, I will begin my likes at running back and Zach Stacy. Because when I wake up in the morning and the alarm's giving me a warning and I don't think I'm going to get any production from my backs, here comes Zach to save me from the bell. And the bell in this case is my terrible situation at running back. But Zach returns this week from a bye, and he looked pretty good in week three against the Cowboys. The most impressive thing to me were his skills as a receiver. He hauled in five of his six targets, which is pretty significant because this could lead to more points, which, you know, would have me buying a round of fries at the max on Sunday. Let's move on to the Patriots, and I would like to avoid both Stephen Ridley and Shane Vereen altogether this week. You know what? Maybe forever. I know a lot of you don't want to give up on the Patriots because as long as they have Brady and Belichick and blah, 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 they always have a chance. Yeah, that's exactly what they said about the end of the Cowboys dynasty. As long as they had the triplets, they would always be good. Well, I started Emmett in week 15 back in 1997 against the Panthers, and it turned out awful. So I see this being very similar for the Patriots. So I avoid them at all costs against the Bengals. How about a receiver I like? Eddie Royal. I know, I know. Royal is like the NFL version of Michael J. Frog. Yes, the Hello My Baby cartoon. Hello, my baby. Yeah. Royal's the most amazing player in the NFL until the moment that you drop him into your lineup and then boom, nothing. And I've spun. You know, here's the thing. I've seen enough tape of the charges this year to know that this is going to be different. Having Keenan Allen already established as the legitimate threat makes Royal much more dangerous because defensive coordinators must stop Allen first. So don't be scared off from the pass because of Royal and William dropping off before. Don't worry about that. The Jets are a nice play. All right, let's move on to one like I don't want to give out, but I must give the thumbs down to Larry Fitzgerald. I hope this isn't a reboot of the Max Hall era, but things don't look too promising with Drew Stanton at quarterback. Fitz hasn't had a touchdown reception since Kirk Gibson was the manager of the Diamondbacks, so I guess at least it wasn't that long ago. But he's topped 100 yards just once in his last 13 you see how you saw the stats. You don't need me to say it. The big thing here is Stanton has seemingly targeted John Brown almost exclusively, which seems rude to us who are actually starting Larry Fitzgerald. So I'm going to have to recommend that you bench him. But who wants some more names? All right, here we go. Joe Flacco, Dre Ellington down there, Steve Smith Sr. I am still all about this guy. Make sure that you're starting him. I like Travis Kelsey. It's a good thing, too, because he was in that tease when the, when the segment started. So I'm glad that we're able to talk about him here. This guy is the real deal. All right, some guys I don't like, of course, Tom Brady, Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, and Jason Witten. You know, you're playing name brands. I, those are big-name players, but it's time to put them on your bench. All right, that was Like Dislike presented by Corona. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, if you snooze, you lose. That's why we call them fantasy sleepers. We're bringing you our top under-the-radar guys for week five after this. But first... We sit down with Denver's newest weapon to top all things Broncos. That's right, Manny Sanders live. Coming up right after this. 
Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. I'm James Cohen, joined now by fifth-year wide receiver balling this year. Emmanuel Sanders leads the league in catches per game and is third in terms of receiving yards per game. How are you doing, Emmanuel? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. Hey, I got to ask you, are you rocking an old-school Air Jordan <laughs> flight pullover? Is that what you're doing? Of course. I had to throw it back. Today's Friday. We got a big game coming up. I was walking through my closet. I was like, you know what? I'm about to put this on, and it's velour. So I'm walking around. I feel like I'm walking around with pillows. <laughs> man, I like it. I'm sure your kick game is strong as well. Hey, listen, I, I want to get some of the tough questions out of the way first. Uh, Pro Bowl kicker Matt Prater got cut today. Uh, how surprised was the locker room? Uh you know, it's the nature of the business. Uh, you know, I've only been on this team for a couple of months, but I've had uh, the pleasure of knowing Matt Prater. He's a good guy, a uh, great kicker within himself. But uh, it's the nature of the business, and guys understand that. Uh, Brandon has come in and did an exceptional job for us, and, uh, you know, the, the front office has uh, agreed to move on. So uh, players have got to accept that and just understand that it's, it's a business deal. Hey, we got through some of your stats early on. Uh, can you explain to, to the viewers out there, what is it about this system that's allowing you to shine like this? Well, um, I, got a, I got a great quarterback in uh, Peyton Manning who, who, who expects nothing but perfection. Uh, and then Adam Gates, my offensive coordinator, he always does a good job of, of, of creating routes that play to my strength. And I think that it's starting to show. Uh, with a lot of double moves in terms of post corners, a lot of uh, routes where I'm getting in and out of my breaks. And Peyton, uh, he, he's starting to develop a lot of confidence in me. Um, and it, it's all starting to pay off, and I'm loving it. Hey, Demarius Thomas basically said he needs to play better. Uh, first of all, do you agree with that? And what does that exactly mean? Of course, I agree with it. And uh, I think everybody agrees with it. He's one of those guys everybody knows it. Eventually, Demarius is about to take off. And when he takes off, it's going to get scary for this offense. He's gonna have one of those. He's gonna have one of those big games. It's not this week where he goes for 150 yards to 200 yards and just uh, takes the screen 80 yards. That's what Demarius does, and we're not concerned about him at all. Uh, he had a great week of practice, um, and I'm just looking forward for, uh, to him to explode onto the scene again, like he did last year. Hey, when you were in Pittsburgh, you were boys with Antonio Brown and Mike Wallace. I think you yep. glossed yourself money. easy money. Hey, listen, easy. who in that Denver locker room are you boys with? I'm, I'm boys with everybody, uh, especially the Marys, uh, uh, Bubba Caldwell, and, of course, Wes Welker, who's one of the funniest guys I know because all day long, if you play a song, he just wants to dance around the locker room. I can hear him right now saying, tiptoeing in my jaw. <laughs> That's all he says all day. So, you know, we've got a great uh, nucleus of guys in this locker room, and uh, I'm just fortunate to be off in it. Oh, man, I like it. All right, uh, listen, uh, real quick, Monty Ball, uh, the, the Bronco offense last year, we saw Peyton just go crazy, 55 touchdowns, right? But it seems like the offense this year is more geared towards the run. Am I right in saying that? Well, uh, I think that uh, we came into the season just trying to have a balance, more of a balanced attack. Um, and, and, yeah, you are right. Um, because in order to have a successful passing game, you also want to have a good running game. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, losing West also was a hit. Uh, we couldn't go Kings personnel in terms of three wide receivers. But now that we got West back, I think that we're going to start opening up this offense a little bit more like last year. Opening up the offense, that means more fantasy points, my man. I like that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. All right, there you go. Fifth-year wide receiver, absolutely crushing it in fantasy thank this you. year. Emmanuel Sanders, thank you, my man. Thank you. All right, coming up, think you got your lineup all set for the weekend? Well, don't hit that submit button just yet because we got a handful of super sleepers that could take your team to the next level.
With NFL Now, you can watch stories, news, and highlights of your favorite teams and fantasy players on all of your devices. Watch for free today at NFL.com slash now. All right, welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. I'm James Kell here with all the guys. We got uh, Fabs here, Akbar, Baj Bimil on the far side, Adam Rank. We got Marcus Grant and his fabulous Gator kicks like today. Can like we see it? those? I like it. Like it. Oh, 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 and the socks, socks too, man. Coming Solid. in strong. Yeah, man. I like it. Hey, let's talk, about some, let's talk about some week five uh, fantasy sleepers. We're going to start with you, Fabs. Uh, it's Marcus's shoes. Those are the sleepers, <laughs> right? Do you get those points for wearing? Starts. They're not sleepers. Starts. Starts. Exactly. Must start in every format. <laughs> well, if you can't start a pair of shoes, yeah. then you start Bishop Sankey at the running back position. I talked about him during the preseason. I said I thought he would be the best fantasy running back among rookies. And I think it's time, James. It's coming. He's got a great matchup this week against the Cleveland Browns. They've given up the second most fantasy points to the running backs. And Sankey's looked better than Sean Green, who's washed up, and Dexter McAllister, who's more of a change of pace guy. Listen, I, I'm telling you how I see it. <laughs> Sankey's a guy that if you dropped him, pick him up, and if you have him, start him in your flex position. Ooh. Marcus, we're going to go to Carolina. Yes, we are, because the Panthers are one turned ankle away from one of us starting at running back at this point. <laughs> Darren Reeves is the guy who is the starter by default right yeah. now. And how many times have we seen a guy come off the bench, the opposing team has little to no tape on him, and that guy blows up. The Bears' run defense, we know, has been a problem for well over a year now. Reeves is going to see some opportunities here, and he's a guy that maybe you plug into your flex opposition, your flex spot here. Blake Bortles. Yeah, buddy. Right. You've been on this train for a while. I've been on this danger zone. <laughs> yeah, last week the uh, the game plan against San Diego, a little conservative, uh, probably to the right of Sean Hannity perhaps, but now they're going to let him go out there and fling the rock. They've got nothing to lose there going up against the Steelers, and I like that matchup. I'm starting if Jordan you got Matthews. You, you know, I like Jordan Matthews. Chip Kelly moved him to the slot wide receiver. That's a big body wide receiver to play in the slot position. But what does that mean? He's going to see a lot of those underneath routes. But more importantly, when you look at this offense, Chip Kelly and this guy and their guys, they're throwing the ball almost 64% of the time. So you know he's going to get his look. And listen, very quickly, a name that you got to keep on your radar, Jarius Wright. He's led the team in targets the past two weeks. Ten in week four, eight on Thursday. Pretty good. All right, that's going to do it for us here today. We'll see you Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest injury news and fantasy notes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrict Apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.